Welcome to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset with me, Johnny Pardo. Welcome back to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset podcast with me, Johnny Pardo. Today, I welcome Colton to the show where we're going to be talking about self-confidence, consciousness, and many, many more subjects. So just a quick introduction to Colton, and then we'll go into our conversation today. So Colton is a psychedelic coach focusing on helping high achievers navigate altered states of consciousness. He has a background in traditional sales and marketing, being awarded a Rolex for sales performance and a Hall of Fame inductee. He's backpacked through a dozen countries, found the love of his life on DMT, and runs a podcast called Professional Hippies, where they bridge the gap from the woo to Wall Street. Awesome, Colton. Really uh, going to be intrigued about the uh, the conversation we're going to have today and love yeah. watching your stuff and uh, learning from you. So can you tell us a little bit about what really got you into this area of like being a psychedelics coach? Yeah. I mean, it was something that I kind of stumbled into. It mm. honestly was something that I've fought for a long time. And it's interesting when, um, when we give others an opportunity to see us, that's typically the only opportunity that we have to see who we really are. And what I mean by that is that for the longest time, I would get reflections from those uh, that I care about most or like get their opinion, solicited mm -hmm. or not. And um, those opinions are what kind of help shape my perception of myself. Uh, I think a lot of times we like hold ourselves back or think we're not as good as we are and yada, yada. But um, that's kind of a long-winded way of saying like, hey, yeah, I didn't think I would wake up one day and do this. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's something you fell into. And I, I hear that quite, quite often through people. So yeah, can you can you tell us a little bit more about like, what it is like for those who may not understand the term or be familiar, what it is you do in your coaching? Yeah, so um, I'm not pulling a bait and switch here. Mm. But I'm also not offering a magic pill. Mm. So what I mean by that is, I think altered states are the key to unlocking someone's potential, whether you uh, are totally bought into the idea of using something like psilocybin or uh, you know controlled or uncontrolled substances to alter your state, something as simple as a a Coca Cola drink, a caffeinated product that alters your state of being. A conversation with someone, all that new information alters the state of your being journaling, meditating, we get the idea of exercising, right? Mm. This alters our states and influences ultimately our outcomes. So psychedelics is just something, it's one of the tools that I use in my toolbox to help alter someone's state. And I find it's because that is a, a very direct, deep modality. I mean, it takes you deep quick, right? So we're talking about a deep change, but it's not for everybody. So it's one of the things that I'm infatuated about most. Do what you love. I'm uh, I, I love learning about it. I love um, everything about that industry. But it, it's it's more than that as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm really intrigued by the you know altered states and yeah. I mean, me as just obviously a human being, I'm sure the listener can relate as well. Like when 
maybe you have a cup of coffee that could alter your state right <laughs> certainly uh and then you can get hooked on having too many sometimes like alcohol i guess it's like is one as well that can change it so um yeah i like the way you said it's just like one tool of of many that people people can use and really get actually an altered state to unlock their their true potential so when we say like unlock our true potential like what do you mean by that do you mean like being able to be more in flow do you mean being able to be feeling good more often yeah that's one of the things right i think the ideal uh, version of ourselves is is accepting all of it Mm. right and uh one of the things i love about you johnny is that like hey you strive to be the best version of yourself and i'm sure that's one of the things that your audience also comes to this for is because hey they want to be the best version of themselves too and something I see in 100% of my clients is running away from the parts of themselves that aren't the best parts, right? We always want to focus on like what the best version mm-hmm. of ourselves looks like. You know, when we're waking up every day and we're just pissing excellence, right? We're <laughs> like, man, I can't do any wrong. Of course, everybody loves those days, but everybody else has all the other days too. The days where you don't want to get out of bed, the days where you feel small, where you're worried about voicing your truth to the person you love, you know, all of these things come up in us. And so my job and my goal is that someone fully integrates all of those parts into themselves. So becoming the best version of yourself is really accepting yourself first. Hmm. And then having the awareness of if you're not becoming what you deem to be the best version of yourself, that if you have tools in your tool bag that you can reach for and attempt to implement, right? Versus just feeling like, hey, I don't have a way to get out of here. I'm locked in a dark room and I have no key. Sometimes as humans, all we really need is hope mm. to move forward. And if we're moving forward, if we're making progress, show me a human being on this planet that doesn't feel good when they are making progress and tracking it. it it's nearly impossible, mm-hmm. right? Unless you're comparing it to someone else's growth and progress. But if you're tracking your progress, you're moving forward every day, you're inching towards the ideal version of yourself, then man, what a life that is to live. Hmm. I remember like we're talking about progress and uh, one of a uh, big Tony Robbins fan. And one of the things he said is uh, progress equals happiness, like, or, or kind of like a better quality of life as we're moving. Um, obviously you're not going to be uh, happy all the time, but he said it's, so as a key thing, he's recognizing human beings as that, as that progress. So with like the, like the tracking um, just, yeah, to, I'd be interested to hear a little bit because I track my nut, you know, when we say tracking, I, I think of like tracking maybe in my sales roles, like numbers, uh, people on contacting and things like that. Are you talking about tracking in all areas of life? And it, does it vary from person to person how we measure it? It could. Yeah. I mean, tracking is going to be pretty subjective. So you could take, you could do the wheel of life returning to Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where that comes from or Jim Rohn. So you could do like the wheel of life mm-hmm. and if you took a sales perspective, 
which I know intimately would be metrics like numbers, right? But you can also tap into feelings, right? Mm -hmm. So you can you can track things through feeling too. Um, so it, it depends on what you're looking to move forward with in life. I had a great conversation with um, John. I can't remember his last name. Billionaire. Super, super smart guy. He was the co-founder of Priceline. And um, it was cool. One of the things he pointed out, do I have time? Can I share a quick parable, a quick story of his? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Okay. So uh, he came to an event I was at. And one of the things he spoke about is one of his life dreams was to buy a Ferrari. And he did that, I, I think, pretty quickly. So he was sharing a story about how he was driving this Ferrari through the desert. And it kept, kept making this noise. And he couldn't figure out what this noise was until he was in the middle of the desert and he floored it and the noise went away, but then it came back. And he, so he figured out, Hey, if I'm going really fast, the noise goes away. But if I'm not, it's like this, this humming and this buzzing, mm. he, it couldn't figure out it was driving him crazy. So he takes it into the dealership. He tells the, the mechanics what's going on and, or the technicians, and they all started laughing and naturally he's really embarrassed. He's like, I don't get the joke. I've just paid several hundred thousand dollars for this vehicle. Why is it making this noise when I'm driving it through the city? And they said, well, you don't get it. Um, it it's meant to be driven fast. That's called harmonic resonance. And so it clicked for him. The car goes silent at 170 miles an hour because that's what it's engineered to do. That that's the point in, in which there's so much downforce on the cabin, on the car, that it falls into harmonic resonance. Now, going slower than that, it's exposed, right? Those gaps are wider. Things aren't as tight. It's just not engineered to go 40 miles an hour in LA traffic. And so I had a sidebar conversation with him, and I was describing to him some of my struggles in life. And he said, hey... If right now you find yourself focused on business, look at your life as if you're looking at the gauges on the dash in the same Ferrari. So your speedometer could be at 100 miles an hour and you're like, man, I'm getting it in life. I'm approaching harmonic resonance. Hmm. But then you look over your temp gauge and you're overheating. Your temp gauge could be your family. You haven't spoke to them in months, right? Or it could be... Uh, any number of things, right? Your water cooler, et cetera, gas. And so the point of that is that what we track, what we measure improves. But we also have to be aware to understand that eventually we're going to have to go back to the garage. We're going to have to take things in to get maintenance done. You can't be on top of everything all the time. Hmm. So you might be super physically fit. You might be eating clean. You might be meditating, but you're, you're forgetting to check out of your day. You're forgetting to journal or you're forgetting to check in with your spouse. You're forgetting to go have the Friday nights with your friends. Things are just constantly going to be in flux. And so that's one of the things that we have to come to accept is humans is just that we're, we're not always, you might get moments of harmonic resonance, but we're not always going to be a hundred percent at everything. And that's part of the game of life. And that's what makes it fun. So I thought that was a really fun story and I just wanted to share that with you. Oh, wow. Yeah, thanks. And uh, yeah, from a billionaire and it's, it's always quite good examples of 
I love those those analogies kind of things of of like life. So yeah, that's uh that's an interesting story. And you've forgotten his name, you said. Not yeah, sure. John, but... I could look it up. Uh no, that's all right. John's, you know, they give me a tough time. Okay, got cool, yeah. Well, um we obviously wanted to I wanted to touch on the term like consciousness a little bit because it can mean can be unfamiliar for some people. Uh some people like have heard of it um and then use it in in certain ways for you what jeff does... hoffman sorry jeff hoffman okay that's gonna kill me <laughs> <laughs> destroy yeah jeff hoffman we we're just talking about in the story so for you what does the term consciousness mean for you personally oh what a good question i don't think i've ever gotten that question johnny um I, yeah what does consciousness mean I think for me, it's an experience more than a definition. So sentience, source, um, it's kind of the, the beginning and the end. I mean, it's alpha, omega, like consciousness is just, it's the great I am. Hmm. I am. Cool. And I guess it, yeah, it means, I like what you touched on, like it being a feeling and I suppose it can mean or feel different for different people as well, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, you have some people that um, feel much more attached to things than others. I think you'll see that show up with a lot with people that eat plant-based diets that they'll mm. feel um, much more energetically aware to the food they're consuming or just like the, the beings they're around the animals, et cetera, whereas others aren't. And I don't know that that means anything more or less for how conscious something is, but I, I think there's, something to be explored there um i just hesitate to give a concrete definition of what yeah. i would say consciousness is yeah sure okay now um like your answer on, on that and um i wanted to ask you like if someone's you know someone's looking to alter you know their their states and like you know change like like you said obviously we're not always going to be like fully 100 percent in every area all the time, right? As human beings, we changed. What are, I mean, what are some of the ways you found perhaps like working with your clients that people are able to like slow down a little bit and actually look at, look at themselves a bit more because to, a, you know, to a lot of listeners and I know a lot of people, we're so like busy, 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 like all the time. We're such on a rushed planet, right? Like are there, have there been any effective ways you found to like slow down and actually check in with yourself? Definitely. Uh, the number one thing I would say is having a routine. Hmm. So the more routine, and I used to have a lot of resistance to planning and, and having a routine, but <laughs> yeah, me too. the more routine that something can become, the more, well, if we're going to talk about planning, the more freedom it buys you, right? So the more you plan for things, the more time you actually have to plan for things, which means the more fun you get to have. And a lot of people don't like to embrace uh, discipline or planning for that reason. But if we're going to talk about slowing things down, punctuating our days, it, it means giving our bodies, our nervous systems, and uh, our bandwidth, like our, our mental capacity, the opportunity to know what to expect, what's coming. So a lot of times in our days, we have a lot of uncertainty. 
you know, if you're in a sales job or you're uh, a parent with multiple kids and you're just going to have stuff thrown at you. Right. Mm. So if you want things to slow down, ultimately it's about letting go of what you can't control and embracing what you can. Maybe that's just waking up a couple minutes earlier to sit with yourself and feed your needs. I mean, that's what this whole routine is really all about. Establishing ideally a morning routine it doesn't have to be waking up at 4.30 a.m. and you know hitting the gym, being crazy. It can be literally just carving out 15 minutes a day for you and only you. Not to do whatever the hell your mind wants because your mind's going to look for the path, the least resistance, but sitting with yourself, no phones on, no distractions, just sitting down. Maybe you're just free writing. I have a, have a document that I send to my clients on free writing or just journaling, right? Meditating for five minutes. I mean, it's amazing when you just stop to smell the roses in life, just stop, stop all the stuff. How nourishing that can be. Like you're not worrying about your bills. Even if you are, you let that worry come in and let it go. Mm. And you just observe your life. One of my favorite things to do when I meditate in the morning, I'll just sit and I'll try and picture what the earth looks like flying at like 200,000 miles an hour through the universe. Because oh, I, I think that. this is funny. Do you know, like, that's a measurement. That's a thing we've calculated. It's like the earth and the moon, you know, our, our galaxy. It's like flying through the universe at like 200,000 miles an hour or something, right? Wow. Okay. Not, not the numbers. I mean, I don't know that the numbers are particularly accurate there. It doesn't matter. Because it's like relative to what? Like, I, like, like, think about that. Like, if I throw you a ball, if we're going to, you know, pull on a string of consciousness here, if I throw you a baseball at 60 miles an hour, that's, that's, rel that's relative to the earth, right? 60 miles per hour or 80 kilometers per hour. That's, that's, we're measuring a distance and how fast you can go that distance, right? So sometimes... I like to just think about this and it makes all of my problems feel so insignificant because where's the earth going? <laughs> you know, like 200,000 miles per hour toward what? <laughs> it's just nothing. And you just keep zooming out. And then you, you eventually arrive at this place where you're like, man, we are one in a billion to the trillionth power. Like, a galaxy you know so like more stars in the sky than there are pieces of sand on all the beaches on earth and i'm like worried about you know what piece of content i'm gonna put out today hmm. so i'll just sit there and i'll just let the weight of that wash over my shoulders and it sometimes it's just like such a, a stress reliever of like oh yeah i don't care about what i think i should be today i'm just gonna go be pop up and forget all about that and revisit the next day. Wow. Yeah. It really puts things in perspective the way you said it then. And just like being able to give yourself that, that time and, you know, think, think just outside of your, your problems. I'm doing inverted commas right now. 
um, of like what you think are problems. I mean, for you, like obviously someone who's got a, uh, a, a strong sales background, I mean, working in sales, has this always been the way you've done things or was there something slightly different in, in your past? Um, as far as just like my approach to sales or, uh, I mean, more your, your approach to this kind of slowing down of life. Um, and then obviously being able to give yourself or did, have you always kind of taken this approach to things or was it something different? I don't think so. I mean, I think you just pick stuff up along Mm. the way. And, um, I, I think one thing that comes along with sales that I love is that, you have to be resilient to be successful in sales. Like you have to build up thick skin or, you know, emotional intelligence and uh, be able to read people, read yourself, check in. Otherwise, I mean, you'll just have a mental breakdown. <laughs> you know, you'll just be constantly on this roller coaster of emotions mm-hmm. and you have to learn how to step out of that, off of that roller coaster and, that's why tracking your numbers is so helpful in sales is because you can realize like, okay, I put in the action, the outcome will, will eventually come around. You know, I can't predict it exactly, but I know that if I do the right thing every single day, good things are going to happen. So you, you eventually will develop the ability to step away from your emotions a bit and give yourself some grace. Mm. And just just kind of like leading on from that i wanted to touch on the the fear of rejection which didn't just apply to like you know a sales role can apply to many things like uh you know talking to the person you like or um going for a job interview or asking someone for a favor even asking someone for a promotion asking a business partner for you know collaboration uh so yeah like fear of rejection i personally found with people i work with and even obviously in my life would be lying if i said i've never experienced we've all experienced it right would you i mean would you suggest a similar approach to to people who've perhaps getting so caught up by the fear of rejection they're going nowhere yes and no Mm. right i mean i think i think fear is healthy Mm. i think what's even healthier than that is courage Hmm. A lot of times people want to pretend like fear isn't there. Then how do you learn how to cope with it? Oftentimes fear is our greatest signal to let us know exactly where our edge is. And so if we're constantly looking for a means to avoid that or to numb it, right? Like we can, I think we can all think of people that want to numb their emotions. Then it becomes really difficult to detect where that edge is. And to be really excited about what that edge means when it comes up. So I felt this with uh, my partner now, you know, like that was one of the scariest things I've ever done was being honest with her and being like, Hey, do you like me? Right. Is that like, can we have that conversation? Cause I was scared out of my head that I was going to ruin a friendship. And so I think, Learning how to step back from your emotions can be a really healthy thing to, to know that you are not your thoughts. You're not your emotions, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, learning how to label your emotions properly, right? Like some people will look at something and say, I'm afraid I feel fear. Well, words are really clunky, but also very important 
in determining our outcome. So what I mean by that is let's say if someone is pissed off, mm. okay, what are you, what are you pissed off about? Like, let's take that deeper. Well, I'm pissed off that I didn't get what I thought I should have got out of that. Okay. Well, so tell me about that. Well, they, they did me wrong. Okay. Well, what did they do? Well, they said this and, and that happened. Okay. Well, do you think that they wanted that to happen? Well, no. Okay. So what is it that you're feeling now? Well, I'm just disappointed. Well, why are you disappointed? Well, I'm disappointed because I didn't get the thing I wanted. Well, so is it that you're pissed off or are you disappointed? Well, I guess I'm disappointed. So tell me about that. So you just, you take the emotions and you, you start asking questions about the emotions. Why? What happened? And you start trailing those back. Typically you'll find everything goes to two places. There's two root emotions. There's love and there's lack. Some call it love, some call it ego, some call it love, some call it fear, right? And so it's about returning to a place where it's like, hey, that's okay that I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. But if I think I'm feeling pissed off, let me see if I'm labeling that correctly. Because am I going to get an action that's going to help me move forward from pissed off? Maybe. Is it going to be help me become the best version of myself? Probably not. So, yeah, I think it's finding just a different relationship with your emotions and and learning how to label them properly, learning how to um, how to dance with them and and see what are they trying to tell me, you know? Gotcha. Yeah, not like brushing them brushing them away and ignoring them. Actually, being able to witness them and and work with them and understand them a little bit yeah love that um i find personally actually what i'm trying to what i try and do is sit in i have like this this crazy sort of like uh jumping around trampoline uh and saying out like my identity statement and like listening to some music something joseph mcclendon taught me crazy stuff but it's effective but then after that i always sit in silence for 10 minutes and it's like okay how am I feeling? What's coming up? And then start writing down in a, a journal, like afterwards, if anything did come up. Um, mm -hmm. So really, yeah, I really uh, resonate with what you're saying there in terms of actually allowing yourself to feel those. And it's not always going to be good, right? I used to, when I got on the whole personal growth journey, for me, it was about, oh, I've got to be feeling good all the time. And I was like pissed off when I wasn't feeling good all the time, which is, you know, a, a crazy unrealistic uh expectation what that i look back now so yeah being no being okay with those feelings yeah and i think one thing that a mentor taught me a long time ago this is like one of the most powerful lessons i learned mm. um in, in the beginning of my sales journey was that like if you can just cut down on the time it takes to get over yourself like that's an amazing goal in itself so one of the things that I used to struggle with a lot is I've getting this stuck place like analysis by paralysis by analysis. And I wouldn't do anything for weeks. I mean, whole weeks. And eventually I, I paid a lot of money to work with a mentor. I mean, more money than I had. And um, when we started drilling down and giving my emotions space to be expressed and instead of trying to fix something overnight take it from instead of weeks being shut down to like a week to a couple of days to a day 
and now it's like something can happen. I could get in a car wreck and I just give myself five minutes. Five minutes is about the the lowest I've had to go down to where something goes real sideways. And I'm like, okay, I, I just give myself five. Sometimes it's 15 minutes, right? But I'm not going to pretend like I don't need the space to be like, this sucks, you know, and just express and let that emotion out. Hmm. But it's like, if you can just get, get it down, get it out, your nervous system is going to start to pattern itself and realize instead of suppressing and being repressed, you're allowed to express your nervous system is going to get that. And you're going to learn how to dance with those emotions. So um, that was like one of the most powerful things is, there's no right or wrong way to handle emotions, but when you learn your emotions and learn what they need, and instead of just me being shut down for weeks, I was able to like over a period of time, work it back with those same triggers. So now it's, you know, just a couple of minutes. That's awesome. Yeah. It's uh take some train. Uh, that's, a, that's a great skill as well. Being able mm-hmm. to, to do that. So yeah. Thank you, uh, Colton. Um, been really really useful I've, I've taken plenty of notes of some kind of like ahas for me just writing down from what you've been saying um so yeah just before we kind of close off is there perhaps a final point that you wanted to share or any anything that you might want to re-emphasize again and yeah where can people find you yeah i mean final point would be uh hey if you're If you're someone that is uh, seeking uh, the most out of life, the, the best out of yourself, I mean, I just want to encourage you to keep on that path. You know, that I think that's what we're all here for is to learn how to love deeper. That has been my spice to life is like, that's my, that's my reason for being to love. And so if you're someone that uh, took time out of your day to listen to this, thank you. And uh, know that I love you, even if I don't know you. And uh, I really applaud anyone that has taken the time and the effort to better themselves. If uh, yeah, if you want to connect with me, Instagram's the platform I'm living on right now, Instagram and TikTok. Um, but if you want to connect with me, feel free to send me a DM, DM on Instagram. I have some free resources in my bio too. So um, you know, if you want to check out stuff about the free writing or um, the Ten Commandments to psychedelics and or if you just want to learn, um, you know, hey, I need some help with basic mindset stuff. I can help you out there too. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you so much once again, Colton. It's been uh, great to have you as a guest on the show. So thank you. Hey, thanks for having me, brother. Awesome. So that concludes our episode for today. And remember, you are in control of your own self-esteem and confidence. <laughs>